0: Alright, you guys can have a seat. Welcome to Peace Students this morning. We are excited for uh, what's going to happen in here this morning. Uh, my name is Mike. In case we haven't met, I am the student pastor here. Excited to be with you guys today. Uh, i got a lot to cover here today as we're kicking off a brand new series entitled Good Things. Now, how many of you guys, when it comes to Christmas, you get excited? Anybody excited for the Christmas season in here? How many of you guys love the weather we're having for this Christmas season? It's been beautiful out right now, right? It's it's awesome. I love this. It's uh, one of my favorites. So over the next four weeks, here's what we're going to do. We're going to dive into the Christmas story, but we're going to dive into it a little bit different than we have in years past. Um, We want to take a chance, and and we want to just kind of see what God kind of did through telling of Jesus coming, but then maybe what did that look like for the people of that day, okay? So over the next four weeks, here's what you're going to know. I'm going to go ahead and give you a cheat sheet so you know what happens. Um, we're going to see that God always had a plan, that Jesus, is, um, Jesus completes God's plan, and that God's plan brings joy, and that God's plan requires sacrifice. Now, when it comes to Christmas, um, you're older now, so, so we've been around. We kind of know how this thing works, right? like you ask for a gift, and um, Santa brings that gift, right? I'm not going to say anything more than that, okay? I'm just going to stop it right there. All right, so we ask for things, and realistically, you play the waiting game, right? How many of you guys are really good waiters in the room? Anybody? No, no, not yet, not yet. Okay, let's think of it this way. This year, what are you waiting for? Christmas time. What's that number one gift you've asked for, and you're waiting for it to see if it shows up? Look to the person to your left or to your right. And answer that question. Okay, I'm going to come around. I'm going to ask a few of you guys to share with me what is it that you guys are waiting for this year, Levi? What are you waiting for, bro? A pair of off-white Jordan ones. Uh, off-white Jordan ones? Ooh, nice gift, actually. Nice gift. All right, who else? You got something you're waiting for this year. Autumn, what are you waiting for? A
1: laptop.
0: A laptop. Any laptop? No, I don't care. She don't care. Okay. All right. All right. Let's hey, let's get to let's get to an older person. Oh, yeah, you. Yeah, older. What do, what do I want? Oh. She said, What do I want? I don't know.
1: I actually want a husband, but not like another man. I already have a man. <laughs> I want the pillow, the husband.
0: Do y'all know what that is? I think you just messed everybody up in here except for Julia. I just want to be honest with you just for a second because I don't know where that happened. Um, We're recording this, and I am so sorry for anybody who listens to this. That just got out of control. (laughs) We're not asking any more adults. We're done with that. All right. I got one more person, and we know we ain't going to Jennifer. Ain't no way I'm going back there right now. Uh Uh-uh. All right, Julia, you're my last one. What are you waiting for this Christmas? An air fryer for college. An air fryer for college. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, here's my next question, okay? Those are great. With whatever Pat said, I don't know, okay? Here we go. My next question. I don't even know how to move off of that right now. All right? We're not asking Pat this question, but how good are you at waiting? Now, let's assume that the scale is this. Let's assume the scale is my toddler at home when it comes to candy and her waiting, which does not happen, all right? She wants to eat her yummies, okay? And then you waiting for Christmas. How good are you at waiting? Tell the person to your left or to your right. How good are you? All right. We're going to join in with Matthew Davis right here. How good are you at waiting, bud?
1: Uh, like a seven.
0: He said a seven. A seven, okay. How good are you at waiting? Let's find out. Alyssa, how good are you at waiting? Not good. Not good. Like, do you... Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Has anyone in the room? It is Christmas time. I won't ask you if your parents are in the room. Has anybody ever opened their gifts and then retaped them? Because that's happened. Okay, we got a few of you guys. Good. Let's let's go over here. Hey, tell me your name. Tell me your name. Brylin. Brylie. Brylin. 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 All right. Tell me about what happened here. You gotta talk to the mic though. Here, hold the mic. Talking to it. Know. Yeah, yeah. Just tell us real quick. We're not going to tell your parents. It's okay. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Um, so basically, she just had the presents in the closet, and I just opened them. <laughs> so, so, so
0: which closet were they in? Uh, her office. All right. And what were you, like, did you know what you were getting? Did you, how old were you? I was like Was six. this last week? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. okay, 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 cool. So so you were how old? Six. Six. So that was about half your life ago. All right. And, and did you find what you were looking for when you opened it? No. Did you ever get called? Oh, she got caught. Okay, okay. Did anybody ever do it and not get caught? Pat, I told you, I'm not coming to you anymore. We're we're done with this. You know what? I'm done with the story time. We got to get into the lesson now. But but Pat, Pat's ruining things today. She's just, she's going to mess things up for me. Okay. (laughs) I still, husband, uh, no, that is not okay, Pat. (laughs) So the truth is. The truth is, is that waiting, waiting's not always the worst thing, right? Waiting can be a good thing, especially when we know the end is in sight, right? We know December 25th is coming. And December 25th is when you're going to open your gifts. You're going to either get what you wanted or you're going to get not what you wanted, right? And, <coughs> and I'm thinking about this, and sometimes when it comes to waiting um, patiently, our, our plans don't necessarily go according to plan. Right. My wife, um, she's, she's not in here right now. She's over in the main service. But um, a few years back, she actually asked for something um, artsy. Um, she asked for something that's, that's a really cool gift. Okay, I'm going to throw it up on the screen behind me, okay? Um, this is the world map, right? This is um, the world map. It, it's made out of string and nails and stuff like that. And, and so my wife asked for this for Christmas, and I said, you know what? Like Me being the manly man that I am... I'm not going to let you just get somebody else's art. I'm going to make this for you myself. <sighs> you know, listen, honestly, I'm pretty good with my hands. I really am. And, and like, I, I, I can do things pretty well, except for when I wait till like two days before Christmas. And so it's two days before Christmas, maybe a couple of days before that, I don't know. And I know that I want to do this for her, and I know that I want it to come out good. But I just ran out of time, and so realistically, I tried to do North America, and I can't even tell which way this thing is supposed to face now, all right? When I look at this thing, um, like, so I give her this, and I'm like, I am so, so sorry at what this is, okay? Now, if you want to see this afterwards, I'll leave it up here. It does kind of look like the United States, Canada, and Mexico, it also looks like a bird, a bat, and just a piece of trash. And so, I mean, some of you guys know what I'm talking about, though. Like, like you've waited so long for that gift. You've waited and you've waited and you've waited, and then the time comes around, and you're like, it didn't come. What I wanted, you didn't get it. Those off-white Air Jordan ones? Well... If I didn't get those, like, I'm a little disappointed, right? Or <laughs> Your dad might have said you are going to be disappointed. So be ready, okay? Over the next few weeks, what I want us to do is this. As we wait for Christmas to finally arrive, we're going to talk about the plan that was started by God, that was created by God, was set into motion before time even existed, that involved a lot of waiting and what that plan looks like for us to follow through Scripture. So, easy question for you guys. How many guys get the newspaper at your house? That's what I thought. No one gets the newspaper at their house. Perfect. This is great. Um, we get the newspaper at our house um, once a year, maybe twice a year. That's uh, when the news, newsman accidentally throws it in our yard and we get it. And then I look at it and I throw it away. Is that stealing? Well, if it is, I'm just going to go with it, okay? So, here's what I want to do today. With this lesson, it kind of breaks down in three ways. And it's kind of, we're going to look through a lot of scripture today. And here's kind of what happens, okay? If this was, I don't know, the 80s, you would still get the newspaper. You would still learn things from the newspaper. That's kind of what I want this to be about today, all right? So, breaking news, here's what you will need to know today. Sneaky snake ruins everything, okay? Not only that, there's a royal baby on the way. And then waiting, waiting, still waiting for that baby to come. There's a good chance you guys have heard the Christmas story before, right? Mary, Joseph, manger, baby Jesus. You guys know what I'm talking about here. But the truth is, is that God started making the Christmas plans a long time before that day. In order for us to actually get this, we actually have to trace this back all the way to the beginning of the Bible. We have to look back to why this came into being, right? And so today, that's what I want us to do. I want us to take the first step to look back through history to see that God had a plan from the beginning to solve this issue of sin. So let's do exactly that, all right? In the beginning, God had a very close relationship with humans. As a matter of fact, every single day, God would come in the cool of the evening and walk with man. Now think about that just for a second. Can you imagine taking some time to spend walking with God every single day? That would be pretty awesome, right? Right? God gave humans one rule. Don't eat of what? The tree of knowledge, right? Don't eat of it. Well, all of a sudden, something happened. And we see that story right here in Genesis chapter 3. It says this. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say, you shall not eat of the tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, you shall not Eat from the truth of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes, that tree was to be desired to make one wise She took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Their eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together, and they made themselves loincloths. Still going. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among them in the trees of the garden. But God said to the man, And said, God called to the man and said, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said to him, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said this to the serpent. Because you have done this, you are cursed above all livestock, above all the beasts of the fields. And on your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. And he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. That was a whole lot of reading, okay? But here's what I want you to know out of all that. From this moment on, right here in the garden where this happened, okay, everything changed. Because of sin, humanity's relationship with God was forever altered. It was forever messed up. It was forever going to need reconciliation, which we talked about a few weeks ago. You see, it might seem like God's plan had gone wrong, but God wasn't surprised. He doesn't seem surprised. Instead, God starts to put first hints Of a plan out there. Yes, things had gone wrong, but some days things would be made right. One day a child would be born who would put an end to sin and death forever. Now, realistically, for these people, this plan sounded very vague, right? This whole thing, like right now, you're kind of like, what? Like, what just happened? Like, like, the woman ate of some kind of fruit that she wasn't supposed to eat of, and, and then she gave it to the man, and, and then God got upset with them? Well, yeah, but God gave them a rule, and they didn't follow that rule. And if they would have just followed that rule, then things could have turned out differently. Maybe, or maybe we would have messed it up as time went on. You see, long after um, Adam and Eve, God began to speak to humanity through prophets, he still kept talking to man, but he didn't walk with them in the cool of the day like he used to. And during the time of King David in around 1,000 B.C., about 3,000 years ago, God gave humanity an update on this plan. We were told that God, um, the baby that God promised was still on the way and that this baby was going to be a direct descendant of King David. Now, this was exciting for the people at that time. This was exciting as we look at Scripture. The people were like, this is great. This is great news. Well, God gives another update through the prophet Jeremiah, who probably lived about 2,700 years ago. Jeremiah, he had one job, right? Like he had a really tough job. At this time, God's people, the Israelites, had become two nations Israel and Judah. All right? They had split into the nations, fought with other nations, and, and they fought with each other. And people were starting to go hungry, and, 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 and a lot of just bad things were happening during this time. So, what we see happening here is Jeremiah comes on, and and God gives him something to tell the people. He gives them an update of kind of what's happening in the world right now. Now, remember, these are people, they're going through their everyday lives of just trying to survive realistically. Um, There's this huge civilization that's kind of taking over everything. It's called Babylon, and Babylon's becoming a huge threat to them. And if Babylon invaded the city, they thought that It wouldn't be just them who was defeated, right? They believed God would be defeated too. But Jeremiah thought something differently. Listen to what Jeremiah said when when it comes to what he thought about God's promise to them. Jeremiah 33, 14 and 16 says this. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise that I made to the people of Israel and Judah. In those days, at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live safely. This is the name by which, it, by which he will be called, the Lord, our righteous Savior. Now, when you read about this, and you read about this root of David, right, like, Um, he's not talking about like a a tree man or something like that. He's not talking about Groot. He's talking about um, someone who's going to come into this line, who's going to be forced, and it's going to be a really good thing. And Jeremiah had the privilege of sharing the good news that God's plan was still in the works. It was still going to happen. And Jeremiah said this, this is the good news. It's still happening. But here's the bad news. There's still some waiting to come. Eventually, what we see is that the people were overtaken by the Babylonians. They were taken into captivity. They were removed from their lands. They were placed all over. A lot of different things happened. And these people had to wonder at this time where is God? Where is this great plan that God has for us? I mean, if we're honest in here, we would say the same thing. And if we're honest in here, if if we're truly honest, I think we would say the same thing about waiting for the Messiah to return. I think there's times in our lives where we don't see something happening, so we assume nothing is happening, but God is always working at something, and that's what we see throughout all of Scripture. As a matter of fact, as, as we get to this other guy, this guy named Matthew, you guys have probably read this book, you've heard of some of this book before, you see that God was still working on his plan, even when it didn't seem like he was doing it. So today, what I want to do, with the small amount of time we have remaining, is I want to read the first part of Matthew with you guys. So I'm going to bring this mic around, I want to have a few guys and girls read for us today. Just the first part of Matthew, all right, you guys can see it behind me right? Do I have any volunteers who would like to read today? Cool. Riley. can you just like the first five verses for me? There you go. Yeah, you got a microphone. Yeah, it's right there. Good luck. Go ahead. No, no, this isn't a joke. I want you to read it. Go ahead. Uh, the book of the... Genealogy.
1: Genealogy. Ugh. Of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the son of Isaac, and Isaac, the son of Jacob, (laughs) and Jacob, the the father of Judah, and his brothers, three, and Judah, the father of...
0: (laughs) Perez. (laughs) Perez Keep going, keep going, yeah, yeah.
1: Zahar, by Tabor, and Pizar, the father of... I can't read this, dude. You're almost there. You're almost there. Finish it no, up. I can't do it, bro. you I'll read it,
0: bro. Where you at? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. At? <laughs> He's about right there. Go ahead right there.
1: And Judah, the father of Pires, and Zerah by Tamar, and Pires, and the father of Hizron.
0: Sorry, you're doing good. Keep going. And Hezron,
1: the father of Ram, and Ram, the father of Aminat, Aminadab, <laughs> and Aminadab, the father of Nashan. No, and Nishan, and Nashan, the father of Solomon.
0: <laughs> Alright, we're going to keep moving, we're going to keep moving. Who's got some? Who wants to read? Dylan, perfect, thanks. Dylan, you're picking up right here.
1: Alright, and Salmon, is that like Salmon, like the fish? Salmon? Sure, sure, that's fine, go ahead. The father of Boaz and by Rahab, and Boaz the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse.
0: You want to keep going? Sure. You're crushing it.
1: And Jesse, the father of David the king, and David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah, and Solomon, the father of Rehoboam, and Rehoboam, the father of Abijah, and Abijah, the father of Asaph, and Asaph, the father of Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat, the father of Joram, and Joram, the father of Uzziah, and Uzziah, the father of Jotham. And Jotham, the father of Ahaz, and Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah. And Hezekiah, the father of Manasseh, and Manasseh, the father of Amos. And Amos, the father of Josiah. And Josiah, the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the deportation to Babylon.
0: Dude, you're crushing that. Round of applause for Dylan, everybody. (laughs) Round of applause. You actually nailed some of those names, okay? We're not done, though. We got one more passage. Hey, Matthew, here you go, bud.
1: (laughs) And after the deportation to Babylon, uh, Jeconiah was the father of Sheetalizel, and Sheetalizel, the father of Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel, the father of Abudid, and Abudid, the father of... Elakim and Elakim the father of Azor and Azor the father of Zodak and Zodak the father of Achim and Achim the father of Eluid and Eluid the father of Eliezer and Eliezer the father of Matan and Matan the father of Jacob and Jacob the father of Joseph and the husband of Mary and whom Jesus was born who is called Christ
0: Yeah! Right there Thank you Thank you Okay Quiz time Quiz time. This is the best part. I love this part. Check this out. What did you guys learn about this? There's a ton of names, right? Oh, I forgot. There's one more thing. You guys got to see this. So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations. And from David to the deportation of um, Babylon, 14 generations. And from the deportation to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations. So here's what you need to know, okay? You're probably thinking to yourself, this is a really cool list of names. A lot of people, I can't pronounce their names. Except for Dylan, apparently he's really good at this, all right? And then Matthew, you tried, bro. You tried, (laughs) all right? Do you guys notice the names got a whole lot easier towards the end there than they were in the middle and everything? Okay, so anyways, anyways, anyways. Check this out, okay? Here's the thing. When we open up Scripture to Matthew chapter 1, how many times, if we're being honest in the room, would you just skip that list? I would. I'm not going to lie to you. I would. Yeah, okay. Thank you for being honest. All right. Now let's be completely honest just for a second. These people were real people. These people were waiting. Each of these people for generations knew what it was to wait for the future Savior that God had promised. Now, when you look through that list of names, you see some names that you identify with, right? How many you guys remember Ruth? Yeah. Got it. Remember David? Yep. Got it. Obed? Yes. God, we, see, there's some of these names, you know, Jehoshaphat, some of these people, we actually recognize who they were. They were waiting for the promised Messiah their whole lives. And guess what? When he didn't come, how many of you guys think they would be disappointed? Absolutely, right? I would think so too. But as we start to study this, when you start to see this, that Jesus' line of people had so many different kind of people. Here's the thing. We see they all were waiting for this big season where the Messiah would come. And the season that we're in right now is called Advent. That's roughly the 25 days that go before Christmas, right? This is a season of waiting, the season to wait, um, to celebrate Christ's birth. We know that Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. And if you dig into that, when you go home, you'll learn a whole lot more. But what we see throughout all this is simply this. God has a plan, okay? God has a plan. And when we start to dig into this, We start to see a little bit more. We see that you were never a surprise to God. Your life has always been a part of God's plan, right? And for some of you guys, you think, man, there's no way. For some of you guys, you're starting to think, like, I don't even think that God really recognizes that I'm here. Here's what I want you to see. If you pay attention, I think you'll be able to see that God's presence throughout your whole story, past, present, and future, has always been with you. All right? Now, here's what I want you to do. All right? I want to ask you a question for us to kind of land on here today. You guys are teenagers, mostly, and then we've got some adults in the room. Where have you seen God working your life already? What good things might God have in store for your life? Think about this just for a second. Because this is really important. Because when we look at that long list of names that we just read... These people might have thought of their life as failure because they didn't get to see the Messiah. But I can promise you, God was at work through each and every one of these individuals. But maybe they didn't see it right away. And for us, if we don't take the time to examine our lives, to truly reflect on what God has already done in our lives, then we won't seek him out in the future. So what I want you to do is think about some major life events who have shaped you to be who you are. Think about these just for a second. Think about the day you were born. You guys remember that? No. Think about this. The time you landed a spot on the middle school ball team that you didn't think you could. Maybe for you, it's when your parents were divorced. Maybe it's a class that you took that kind of sparked some kind of passion or interest inside of you. The first time maybe you lost a loved one. For you, I want you to think about the time where you decided to follow Jesus, Okay, you guys, guys, all have these in your mind, right? If you have a phone, I encourage you, take a picture of this, okay? Because you have a little homework I want you to do. I want you to take this home with you, and I want you to write things down. Where was God when it came to this? Where was God when it came to these events in your life? What did he want to teach you out of these events? And then the other question is, what good does God have waiting for you to come? What is God setting you up for in your life out of what he's doing already? You see, I think God's got a big plan for your life. I think God's gonna do something huge with your life, but you have to be willing to look to him. The beautiful thing about all of scripture is this. When we look at that long list of names, those people, they look to God for the promised Messiah. They knew that God had a plan, and sometimes I'm sure they doubted it. Sometimes I'm sure that they questioned it. But at the end of the day, they didn't give up. At the end of the day, they had the faith to keep chasing after. So my challenge for you guys simply here today is, what's God's plan for you? We'll pick this up next week. You'll talk about it in life groups this week. Let's pray together and we'll get you out of here. God, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for showing us you had a plan for salvation for all of mankind always. We've always been on your mind. You've always had a plan from the Garden of Eden that you would take care of us, that you would fix what we broke, God. We're so thankful for that. God, I pray right now for these students in this room, for the students who don't think that you have a plan for them. God, I just pray that, Lord, they will see the truth. That God, they will realize that, God, you are working in their life. God, even when it seems like they're small and they're not doing anything with their life, that, God, you are showing up day in and day out. God, let your word penetrate our hearts. Let us look back on our lives, God, and see what you've done so far. Let us look forward to the good things you are going to do. Lord, thank you for what you're doing, and I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys are dismissed.